welcome to a special edition of Elixir Wizards. This episode, we're featuring a new segment we've been trying out called Pattern Matching with Todd. You may have heard one of these at the end of a normal season four episode. We wanted to try sharing them as standalone mini episodes as well, which is what you're hearing today. Pattern Matching is a short format interview where our friend Todd Resedek asks each guest the same five questions. We hope this segment helps you get to know members of the Elixir community a little bit better. Let us know how you like it, whether you prefer it at the end of a normal episode or as a standalone mini episode. Please enjoy this episode of Elixir Wizards Pattern Matching with Todd. Thank you for joining me today for this episode of Pattern Matching. My guest today may be best known for his work on the just-released Phoenix Live Dashboard, which I know a lot of people are very excited about. Or you may have seen his talk on Broadway at Lone Star Elixir this year. Taking time away from his duties at Dockyard, welcome Michael Crum. Hi, Todd. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you here. Before we get to the standard five questions, I just want to take another chance to compliment you on the fine work with Phoenix Live Dashboard. We installed it on our app this week. And we've got custom telemetry working now, and it's really, really fantastic. So thank you and everybody else that was involved in making that happen. That's great to hear. Thank you so much. It was a super fun project to work on. And it's been something that I think has been in the works for, at least in, in thought, in idea for quite a while. So I was happy to, to be able to jump in and, and help out with that. Awesome. So let's start out with the five questions. Where were you born? I was born in Galesburg, Illinois, which is kind of west central Illinois. It's about equidistant between Chicago and St. Louis. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at it on the map. It looks like it's maybe somewhat close to the Quad Cities. Yes. Yes, absolutely. I think we, we chatted about that briefly at, at Lone Star, if I recall. But yeah, it's about, about an hour drive. We, you know, we describe everything in the Midwest in terms of how long it takes you to get there, not in miles. So but that's about, about an hour drive. Hour drive. Okay. <laughs> I also learned that Galesburg, Illinois is the birthplace of the Pulitzer Prize winning author Carl Sandburg. That is true. That author, is true. poet, thinker. So that's very cool. Did, was there like a big Carl Sandburg like statue or a bust somewhere in, in the square? There are a few here and there, a few things of that nature. The community college was named after, after Mr. Sandburg and one of his childhood homes is there is a bit of a monument. I've never, funnily enough, I've never been there. But yeah, and he, he apparently at some point, you know, disowned Galesburg as well. He considered Chicago his hometown. So that tells you how much people really, you know, talk of Galesburg. Oh, man. The inventor of the Ferris wheel is also from Galesburg, Illinois. So a man named George Ferris. Oh, that makes sense. I was yeah. going to ask if his name was Ferris. It was. All right. Yeah. I believe his family has a street named after them as well. Did he invent that for the St. Louis World's Fair? You know, I have no idea. It feels right. like one of those things I should know, but but I cannot say. Okay, we'll look that up. I feel like it was it was built for one of the world fairs. That sounds right. So we'll check it out. <laughs> yes, somebody's listening right now saying, you idiot, 1896. Okay, so you were born in Galesburg, and where are you living now? I am living in just outside of Sacramento, California, and I've been here for about eight years. Okay, what brought you out to Sacramento? I moved here to take a job with a company called Ground Control. They were doing, we were doing artist services work. So we did a lot of work in the music industry for like VIP things, ticketing, merchandising, all kinds of fun stuff like that. So started out there and, and did that for a couple of years and then kind of jumped around to a few different startups in the, in the Sac, primarily in the Sacramento area and did that for a little bit. And then 
was just about a year ago, last July. Took a, took a position at Dockyard. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, I've spent some time in Sacramento growing up, and I don't think it gets enough credit. It's a pretty decent place, proximate to Lake Tahoe and proximate to the Bay Area. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Sacramento itself is a little like, like I said, I did some work in the music industry. So, you know, it's, it's a B market, right? You don't get the, the big acts necessarily. But yeah, super close to, to a lot of other fun things. So. Uh, my wife's big into to skiing and stuff like that, so we get up to Tahoe when we can, and, and you know, go and hike and do all those kind of fun things. So that's always fun, and it's it's fun to go to the bay. Being from a tiny little town in the middle of a cornfield, you know, it's it's always fun to go to like San Francisco and just hang out for a little while and see what's going on. So. Yeah, it's nice to have the option to do it, but not have to do it if you don't want to. Yes, yes, I couldn't imagine living there, but it is it is fun to visit. Very cool. Well, cool. Shifting gears here. Yeah. Have you had any careers before you were a programmer? <laughs> I think I mowed lawns for a while when I was, you know, in, in middle school and stuff. But no, I my first job was at 15 as a, an internet service technician for an ISP in my hometown. So that's where I started programming as well. I like doing web programming and PHP. So I considered, you know, writing for a little while. I thought about doing writing for like television when I was in high school. And then for a brief stint when I went back to college the second time I, I considered going into film editing. I was a broadcasting major for a little while, but I ended up wanting to like I found myself more interested in trying to like write Final Cut plugins than you oh. know than actually like edit film. So that was a pretty big indicator that I was like, no, I'm just gonna go back to programming. That's so, interesting. Yeah. So are you're self taught then I assume? Yeah, almost entirely. I mean I've I've done some like you know, undergrad level work in CS, but no, I, I none of it was really very relevant, to, you know, to most of what I do now or then even. So yeah, self-taught for, you know, I picked up a book on PHP 4 because another guy that I worked with at the time was, was making a web app. And I thought that was like just the coolest thing in the world. You could just build whatever you want, you know? So yeah, I started playing around with that and just kind of never looked back. Very cool. Yeah. I remember PHP 4 coming out, being very excited about having the class keyword, even though it really wasn't an object, you can make your PHP look like it was object-oriented at the time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And I was so, like, I was so fresh to everything that that was probably, that all felt like voodoo to me. You know, that was all magic and, and I had no idea what any of it meant. And so, funnily enough, though, now that you say that, like, I, I kind of, when I first started looking at object-oriented programming, it was from the perspective of, like, the Zen framework. So, I was kind of, like, trying to teach myself both at the same time. For better or worse, right? That was the angle at which I, I approached that stuff. So, yeah, that was a long time ago. Man, <laughs> if you weren't a programmer, what do you think you'd end up being? You know, I don't. That's a great question. Probably a writer. Maybe I think I would have tried to write and maybe been okay at it. Yeah, I don't know what form that would have taken, but I have a feeling that would have been the way I went. Okay. What is the genre of the last song or album you listened to? Man, I was having trouble with this one because I, I had to actually go look it up because so I suppose you would call it avant funk. I've been listening to a lot of like talking heads and like yellow and stuff lately. So yeah, so we'll go with avant funk because it's fun to say. Okay. I've never heard that term before. Did you make that up? <laughs> no, no, no. I went and looked up. I said, what would you classify burning down the house by the talking heads? And that was what I got back. So I said, okay, I'll take it. Okay. Today I learned <laughs> I've never heard of it before. Avant funk. Very interesting. <laughs> and is that like common that you listen to that or just happen to be the last thing you listen to? 
You know, that, that funnily enough, that was just the last thing I listened to, but I have, I have been listening to things in that vein a little bit lately. But no, I've been kind of all over the board. I used to DJ quite a bit when I was in high school and a little bit thereafter. So my, like musically, I've kind of been all over the place. But over the last, I don't know, five years or so, really since I took, it's funny, I started working in the music industry and that was about the time I stopped like keeping up with music because I was just got way more into work. And so I was like really focused on what I was doing and wasn't really listening. I guess I got old, like I just wasn't listening to as much music. I don't listen to too much new music, but I have, you know, a few Spotify playlists that I will, you know, keep on heavy rotation. So, but they're kind of across the board. So, you know, a little, little bit of this and that here and there. Okay, cool. So what movie will you watch anytime you come across it on TV? Oh, man. So there are, there are a few that I watch, not so much on TV, but like it's just I have that I'll watch over and over again. So like Hackers is always, always a good one. That's like my favorite. Inception gets a lot of play. I Heart Huckabee is, is a good one. But I watch a lot more TV, I think, than I do movies. Interesting. Out of curiosity, I wonder if like Hackers like appeals to a certain age group. Whereas like I'm really like super interested in war games, which is like yes. a, a similar style of movie, but like 10 Love years earlier. So sure. Okay. Yeah, War Games is great. Real Genius with Val Kilmer is great. Oh yeah, Ashley man! I just, I just quoted that yesterday to my coworkers at stand up, and none of them had heard of it before. So. Oh really? Oh man, yeah. that's wild. I was down in the bay at the Exploratorium there on like by the pier off there or whatever, by the water where all the famous landmarks are. The Exploratorium is a like a children's museum but it's really cool it's all kinds of very very unique different like experiments or different things you know across all kinds of different genres or disciplines science and stuff and and in this one room off to the side there was a it, it was it was very sparse like the setup but there was a, a little box sitting on the table kind of a long wooden I don't know, rectangular thing it had two ball bearings in it and just a little hint about like it was something about inspiration or like an aha moment was kind of like what the what the segment was about. So I grabbed my son who's just going to turn five this year, and this was a I don't know it was a it was last fall, and I asked him without like really prompting him at all. I was just like, hey, take a look at this. Like, what? How do you think you get the balls to to either end of the thing? And he kind of looked at it and kind of rocked it back and forth. He wasn't sure, and he set it on the table, and I was like, not sure, like nothing, no thoughts. And he kind of looked at it again, and he went to start like he went to turn his hand like this. Like Val Kilmer does with the little toy in, in Real Genius, and and I, I just waited, and he did it, and he spun it, and the, and he got really excited, and I was like, oh, and, you know, nice. had, a, had a whole aha moment, like oh my god. So, but I also wonder, you know, he's four, so maybe it's just like it's obvious to when you're so small, you know, that like oh I can spin this thing. But uh-huh. it was awesome. It was a very cool, cool little thing that had made me immediately think of that movie. So. Nice, <laughs> nice. I, anyway. I, t- I yeah, I tend to go to the more R-rated parts of the movie. But that's good for you. Yes, thank you. Well, when you have a five-year-old, it's hard to, you know. Yeah. I don't have any excuse. I, I have a five-year-old. I, feel, <laughs> well, I don't have any excuses. I just say that for after bedtime. So. Cool. <laughs> All right. So wrapping up, what project are you most excited about working on next? Sure. Well, obviously still still looking to make some improvements in the dashboard. There's a lot of room for improvement there. And obviously looking for you know contributors there too. So if anyone in your in your listening audience who's interested in metrics and charts and graphs and all those kind of fun things wants to make some improvements in the dashboard that's always welcome so yeah there's some things we would like to see and i'm, I'm working on a project currently to, to try and to uh restart a project that was started by gary rennie on the phoenix core team any number of months ago 
and just trying to revive that a little bit, something to you know help us shuffle bits around a little better. So I haven't made too much progress there yet, but we're we're working on it, and it's exciting. It's fun to do. Cool. Well, thanks for joining me today, Michael. Absolutely, Todd. Thanks so much for having me. This was great. All right. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for this special mini episode of Elixir Wizards featuring our new segment, Pattern Matching with Todd, hosted by Todd Resedek. Elixir Wizards is a smart logic podcast here at Smart Logic. We're always looking to take on new projects, building web apps in Elixir, Rails, and React, infrastructure projects using Kubernetes, and mobile apps using React Native. We'd love to hear from you if you have a project we could help you with. Don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast player. Join us again next time for more pattern matching and more conversations on system and application architecture as we continue season four of Elixir Wizards. Thank you.